0: welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter to the Galatians. We're going to um, welcome back to John and to Derek. We're going to uh, read uh, the same verses that we read last week because it's such a pivotal um, a moment in the early foundations, formation of, of the church. It's a pivotal scripture. and. Um, stay tuned and you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, Derek, you're going to read it again and I'll pray. Galatians 2 starting in verse 1. Then after
1: 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet, not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren, secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission, even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, Whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do." Mm, thank
0: you. Let's pray. Our Lord, we Uh, are humbled again when we think of uh, what you uh, did uh, for us on the cross, uh, what you did uh, coming uh, down to live among us. We remember John's testimony that you were full of grace and truth and you said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You also said, um, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And Lord, we pray as we study these important verses that not only here in the studio, but many watching, and some maybe just tuning in for the first time, will come to a knowledge of the truth of the Lord Jesus and the gospel of salvation. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, it's not um, uh, uh, usual that we would read the the same passage again, but we we um, we had a, a, a good sort of intro into the the Council of of Jerusalem in Acts 15. Um, I don't know whether we um, mentioned last week about the you know there are other views uh, as to whether this passage is rooted in that uh, time. What basis do those? use come from. In other words, what Paul has written here in, in the beginning of, of Galatians.
1: In um, there is a… Two. I not to give it yeah. too much publicity because no, I don't agree with it. Oh, <laughs> right. Some people refer to the fact that, yes, they visited um, after three years, he says in Galatians, um, one eighteen. Yep. After three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter yep. to get acquainted with Peter, and he stays fifteen days. But he yep. he isn't discussing doctrine with him, okay. which is the key issue. Yeah. Now, some people believe that there's an that there is another visit to Jerusalem before X fifteen, yep. which uh, they think is is what he's talking about in chapter two. Bye. And in this, in if we go to Acts eleven it um, is the context of this is that Agabus had prophesied a famine um, throughout the world, and particularly it's the the believers in in Jerusalem that are vulnerable to that because they're being persecuted, I think, by their own people as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it says that uh, in verse 27, the prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch, Agabus in particular predicted this famine and then verse 29 of Acts 11, then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea, this they also did, verse 30, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Now then in chapter 12 is, is, is like a kind of, um, this clearly happens mm-hmm. during their visit. This is when Herod, Agrippa, I think, actually imprisons Peter and James, and James actually gets executed. Yeah. Peter has this supernatural yeah. deliverance from jail on the evening when he's about to, to be killed. Mm. And and it's, um, you know, it, it goes into all that. And I think the church is very much kind of um, hiding almost away because Herod is, yeah. is doing right. it. And then chapter 12 ends with, Herod's violent death. That's right. Um, and then, interestingly, verse 25 of chapter 12, mm. it says that Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and they took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So in other words, this he, there's no mention of any Conference with any apostles and that because, you know, this was a very dangerous time. The apostles were not meeting publicly, you you know, because uh, Peter, in fact, was in prison. So I think that Paul doesn't even mention that because he doesn't meet the leaders during this visit. He's come to
0: deliver some. The key element that we brought in last week was it came through (coughs) revelation, not through some sort of process of reasoning.
2: Mm. But, but here in Galatians 2. 9, James is mentioned. So James must have been alive, it must have been before James was killed. No, it's a different James. Is it a different James? It's
1: the James son of Zebedee, the brother of John, son of Zebedee. Okay. James, the brother of Jesus. That was the one that got killed. James did get martyred. James, the brother of Jesus. Yes, okay. Um, Mm. There's there's lots of (laughs) Jameses. Lots of James, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, are not the same James. He did
1: get martyred later, according to church tradition. Yes, that's right. uh, In the 60s. I
0: think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm now absorbing. So, I'm so basically, Herod, actually, Herod being struck down because he didn't give glory oh yeah, to God. Yes. yes but Yeah. But yeah. yeah so it's so pathetic, to actually, to try and win the favour of kings, and because they'll have their their day and their number will one day be up. Yeah. 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 Eaten by worms. Sorry. But factually. no. The yeah. the reason I. Yeah, I
1: particularly think that the t- well. First of all, the 14 years timing. That's right. Um, it don't, I don't think the timing works very well. Certainly, that's Jesus right. did that's die right. and rise again in yeah. AD 33, yeah. but I won't go into my reasons No, I, for that. I, I think we got it
0: from <laughs> last week I was trying to think but what, also what it just is fits. it. Yes, you know, it what is it that the others yes. think in terms of um, and um, in, for instance, and, if and why is it fundamental? Mm. That's that's what I want to sort of just. Very briefly, unpack why, 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 why do you oppose that other um, viewpoint? Why is it fundamental to this passage, or is it? Well, it's
1: not fundamental. No. Um, the the issues are the same. Yeah. It's just that in the Acts passage, when he visits, you know, Jerusalem to give famine relief, yeah, you know. There's no mention of this important doctrinal that's right. yeah, that's thing. Right, exactly. It's just a. So this, as you issue. said last
0: week, it harmonizes you know, and, and with this
1: passage. The Church at that time is kind of, kind of hiding a bit because of this yeah, of persecution, of and and here you've got a perfect harmonization because in yeah. Acts 15, yeah.
0: this is the issue, yeah. and in Acts 2 it's the identical yeah. issue. It just yeah. it just fits. Um, you know. uh, just before we, as it were, get into the weeds. Um, uh, John we were just talking just before the program on uh, you were talking about the woman caught in adultery and i thought that was good cuz people can you know f- find a verse or a passage here or there that they think oh that's um, yes. is contrary to the teaching yes just just say what you you were talking with Hugh and i think i think you did a, an actual bible theme study oh, we with you well, on we, the grace oh, of god oh, we did
2: we, yeah. we did indeed I, yes i was chatting to Hugh yesterday and um i i i this we were talking about grace, and he was talking about the things the Lord was showing him, and deep things that he'd not seen before. To the point where he's saying to himself, "What have I preached in the past?" Yeah. That's the sort of depth of revelation that Hugh is getting, yeah. and he believes we we, we we all need to come to that place. You know, where we say, "Lord, I was ignorant. Forgive me," um, but it's only again by revelation. And 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 as as it was a. Text, audio text, you know, and as Hugh was talking, as he finished, I got this revelation. I can only explain it as that, mm-hmm. about the woman caught in adultery, and without going to look up the yeah. scripture, because it's yeah. very well known. Yeah. We know what happens is that um, Jesus says, neither do I condemn you, because none of the shower behind her would, neither yeah. do I condemn you, go and sin no more. And, and we have always thought, because, because the flesh is so legalistic, because the flesh resorts to a legal explanation of everything, mm. unless you rein it in, we have always thought, and there have been millions of sermons taught mm. about, go and sin no more. But that wasn't what the Lord was saying to her. He was saying, I do not condemn you. I am, does not condemn you. Go and sin no more. And what he was saying is, if you continue in this, your flesh now, because it's what the law does, will convict you so painfully, you'll be utterly miserable. You'll miss the point that I don't condemn you. Yes, and you'll miss Mm -hmm. the point that I haven't condemned Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Now, if she did do it again, would she be forgiven? Of course she would. Of course she would because that's what Grace does. Grace covers Grace isn't conditional Grace is total. it is finished, the Lord said on the cross. It is finished and it is completely finished. there's nothing we can add to it. We can what we unfortunately do is try and take things away from it we don't take things away from it um, in reality,
0: but in practice, that's what happens in our lives and we suffer for it. But, but, but this painful. dear lady this had ma- acknowledged she her sin, un- unlike, yes. as you say, the shower, yeah. okay, as I said to you as well, the, the, the people in glass houses shouldn't yes. throw stones. So they were all sinners. Yes, she went, and, she went through the classic,
2: the classic route of salvation. She recognized she was a sinner, she stood before the Saviour, and he didn't condemn her. Mm. And the consequences of any future sin, now people find this hard to believe because the legalism kicks in, the consequences of any future sin is forgiven. Now, the sin doesn't continue because we're changed. If it does continue, in a routine way, then the chance are you're not saved. Mm. But that doesn't alter the this, this, this huge contradiction, as it were, mm-hmm. that if she had continued, she would still have it would still have been forgiven, yeah. because that's what grace does. But she would have been in torment, mm-hmm. because we all know when we fall short, how our sin rises to condemn us, using the law to condemn us. You shouldn't have done that. You call yourself a Christian. We've all experienced these arguments, haven't yes. we? It's yeah. the flesh which yeah. rises up
0: to do that. Mm-hmm on the Very devil's good. behalf. Very good. Yeah, and the, the irony is that the legalists think that somehow they've covered over their own sin yeah. by their legalism. So they don't see the sin that the woman caught in adultery, of course, yes. you know, had it. Uh, as uh, David wrote, "Is ever before me. Yeah,
1: that's yes, The right. legalism can hide that because the legalism focuses on the outer.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, uh, uh, and, and they think they are satisfying yeah. God's re- requirements, yeah. but they don't look in their hearts. They yeah. don't look at the sin yeah. in their hearts. So yeah. they, they're, they're fooled by, if they have a bit of outward
0: performance, that yeah. they're okay. Yeah. But, I can't uh, resist, sorry, just uh, as we've just sort of alluded to it, uh, Psalm 51. You know, creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Mm. And, and then my sin is ever before me. Yeah, it, it, it's, mm. it's, That's the um, way it is. very, very powerful once you come to terms with that. But as you say, they, they are creating a facade and not coming to terms with corruption. So it does deceive. Corruption. Legalism deceives
1: you into thinking yeah. Yeah. you're doing all right. Yeah. Because you've, it focuses you on the outward. And just to add an, another yeah. you know, twist to it. what you say, the, uh, I, I w- this is how I would phrase it. <laughs> There's mercy and there's grace. Yeah. So what you're talking about, uh, I would call mercy. Mm. In other it's words, it's still grace. If we see, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all yeah, under grace. Yeah, Don't yeah, get right. me wrong. But just yeah, to bring in mercy, another point, yes. yeah, mercy point. is, you know, God will, um, when we, if we do sin again because we have flesh, you know, we're, we're yeah. in His mercy, He forgives us. Yes. But the grace is also that by speaking those words. Do not sin what is it sin no more yes
0: mm. go,
2: and
1: sin. go and sin no more The he is empowering her not to sin anymore absolutely through the power of the word because yeah. the power is in the word so by her receiving that word she's also receiving the grace yeah to, to not that's sin so a, when we talk point. about you know living under grace
2: yeah we are living under his power that changes us yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a really good point wonderful i hadn't thought the theology of it through in any detail, I mean it was just something happening, yeah. and you put me on the spot, which yeah. I don't mind at yeah, all, exactly. because hopefully exactly. we're all firing on the power of the Holy Spirit here anyway. No question so about it. I hadn't it. thought it through and
0: I like that, what you've just said Derek, That's good. Oh dear, I'm thinking of the Psalms all the time now because <laughs> yeah, it just throws up one after another, yeah. you know Psalm 51, Psalm 37, which means that maybe we should um, do the Psalms after Galatians, but we're not gonna get through Galatians in a, in a hurry, but <laughs> but I think that there's so much depth mm. of gospel message in the Psalms, yeah. which we can go on to. Right, um, we are now moving back to Galatians and, and Acts.
1: So just to, in case yeah. you didn't see last week's program, yeah. we're in Galatians chapter one. Paul, two. Galatians two, yes. Yeah. Um, after 14 years, and I'm, personally believe that harmonizes with Acts 15. It's AD 48, and so we were kind of, and and I'll just very quickly mention, Acts 15 sets the scene for what what is going on. Why did Paul had to go up to Jerusalem? It says that certain men, in Acts 15, 1, came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you're circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. So here is the legalism. Here's the the first major theological issue to hit the church, really, and, and is how are you saved? Are you saved by grace through faith alone? Or are you saved by becoming a Jew, getting circumcised, keeping the law of Moses, you know? And, and that was the particular issue, but the issue is still doesn't have to be the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. Your particular legalism might be a different yep. set of laws, you know what I mean? But it's still the same principle. Are you saved by your own works, by your own efforts, yeah, yeah. or by trusting in God's work yeah. in Christ? <laughs> um, and so Paul and Barnabas then have a big argument with them, of course, because they're fighting for the gospel. And then it, they, it says in Acts 15:2 that that um, they determined, uh, that's the church, at Antioch that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles about this question. So, the, the, you know, these people are claiming to represent Jerusalem. And the, this is what the apostles teach. Mm. And Paul and Barnabas says, no way, you know. And, and so we've got to go because, and Paul says in Galatians, he went up by revelation, he obviously prayed about it. And the Lord said, no, you, you need to go. And, and he says later, You need to go because, you know, if if the legalists are winning the battle in the Jerusalem Church, that's going to spoil the fruit of Paul's ministry. He's going to he's going to run in vain because the the false gospel is going to take over, Mm. Uh, as Paul as um, John pointed out last time, as it did really through the medieval Roman Catholic Mm. Church.
0: That that's literally what happened. And even earlier, as it were, you know, okay, the battle was won here. (laughs) but even in the earlier years of the church, you know, you had a number of sort of doctrinal, doctrinal battles on this issue, yeah. There's always,
1: that's right. Um, So, they go up to Jerusalem, he says in Acts, uh, sorry, in Galatians 2.1, and he takes Titus with him. Titus is a test case because he's a Gentile who hasn't been circumcised. So the big issue is will they make Titus To be circumcised. And he says, He went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who are of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. We talked about that. So when he goes up in Acts 15, (coughs) he first of all, there's a public meeting. Everyone greets Mm -hmm. each other. Paul. tells the good news of what's happening in the Gentile world. Um, Then he has this private discussion, I think, just harmonizing it together, where he shares in detail what he preaches, which is very wise to do that privately. And then there is another open meeting, and in that open meeting the legalists have their say. Mm And um, it says in verse five. But some of the sect, this is Acts fifteen five, some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying, "It is necessary to circumcise them, and
0: to command them to keep the law of Moses." So, and then and then Peter kicks in. So we talk about the battles repeating themselves. You would have thought it was done and dusted at Joppa, you know, when he had the vision of the blankets, you know, with the unclean. But it wasn't, was it? is we're back again. Um, I don't know, in Acts 10, um, that was what we alluded to last week. Yes, because, so
1: in other words, God had already shown Peter Mm. as, as really the key leader at that time of salvation, that he was saving the Gentiles by grace through faith, apart yeah. from the law of Moses. Yeah. They didn't have to be circumcised and that. God fully accepted them,
0: and he showed that by giving them the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So really, God had already made himself um, clear. And by the way, the argument that Paul uses about it coming by revelation is exactly what happened to Peter. It came by revelation, mm, yes. didn't it? Um, you know, he had a dream. Yeah. And you know, simultaneously, Cornelius had a dream. You know, God intervened. And revealed the truth. Mm. Didn't really come by sort of intuition or human no. sort of reasoning. No, by revelation. It was by revelation. But that's uh, part of why we call the channel revelation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are there is this last book of the Bible as well, but you know, the the whole of scriptures is about God's revelation mm. to us. Yeah. I keep interrupting your flow. Well
1: yeah. T- but, but the problem is, of course, that even though God had made himself clear you've got this church in Jerusalem of of people who have been brought up under the law of Moses that have been told this is the most precious thing, and um, they've accepted Jesus as the Messiah, but what do we do about the law of Moses? Mm -hmm. Um, Because in a way, as you talked about last time, it almost defines their Jewishness. And so, in fact, the Jerusalem church were very keen to continue keeping the law of Moses, Mm certainly for the to reach their fellow jews yeah not to say you know we right. we're not jewish anymore they yeah. they in a way had to do that but some of them thought this is necessary keeping we're still under they didn't understand jesus brought in a new covenant mm. and they don't have to do that to please god they might have to do it to maintain their their witness mm. to the jews but some of them thought well no we need to keep the law of moses to 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 actually be acceptable to God, therefore, these Gentiles
0: also have to keep the law of Moses. And so, by the way, the other false, the other false line, and it's re-emerged in modern times, is, is that um, the promises of the land are contingent on keeping the law of Moses. Yeah, um, And so those, the kind of replacement theology brigade will say, well, you know, n- n- um, they forfeited the land because they're not keeping the laws of Moses. And, and anyway, the promises are spiritually um, uh, uh, to the church, but then that by a sleight of hand, they, we're talking about the, the modern um, replacement theology, so-called living stones movement, uh, you know, th- with a sleight of hand, they then reverse the whole thing back and say, the land belongs to, you know, those who um, are, are Christians, um, who, you know, to whom the promises have been um, transferred, or, transferred yeah. which is quite clever, yeah. um, and so everyone falls for that, but actually the, the root of the argument is always, it's the spiritual promises that, that go to the church, um, but somehow that's been interpreted, you know, along with Che Guevara and others, you know, liberation theology, that the oppressed people have the right to the land. And so the, you can see how, th- how things can, um, uh, what's the word, mutate, um, you know, if you're not grounded in, in the Scriptures mm. and, uh, you know, the, the clear promises and, and what, what is the covenant of Abraham, what is the covenant of Moses, what are the consequences? Mm. But the strategy is rooted in the same place. Yes. Well, these modern strategies you're talking about, they're,
2: they're, you, they're rooted in the devil.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, um, yeah. And he's just using people who are not, do not know their scriptures, who are not, who may or may not be saved, I can't judge that, but who are not rooted in the scriptures and therefore they're not motivated and led by truth. Yeah. You, you can't afford just to say, I think I know it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty critical. Yeah. Okay, let's, we don't want to, um, uh, as it were, shortchange Acts 15. So we're, oh, back to Derek. Yeah, so...
1: These, these legalists have had their say and they are a strong party within the church. Mm. Um, and Paul talks about them actually in Galatians 2, we saw last time, that actually they are false brethren. They, they shouldn't have had this position in the church, but because of the place of the law of Moses, it was hard for James and the others to, to know what to do with them, if you like, because they don't want to look like we're running down the law of Moses, yeah, particularly in their, the cultural situation. That they're in. So, um, but Paul talks about them like being enemy spies mm. who who secretly got into the church and are trying to, you know, destroy the church from within. Mm. Um, they yeah. wouldn't see it that way, but they they're basically not saved. Mm. And so there's this big dispute. And then the apostles, verse six, the apostles and elders came together to consider the matter, and even among them there was a dispute. So this was really. This issue really had to be sorted out. And then, having done that, then Peter and James, and I think the main apostles, then make the position clear by their speeches. And of course, right. Peter, I don't know if somebody wants to read yeah. um, from verse seven. In Acts 15. Let's perhaps read Peter's speech.
0: Yes, yeah, sure.
1: To eleven, I think.
2: <laughs> Great. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, You know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Mm -hmm. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Mm.
1: So he, that's very clear. Peter yeah. is saying, based on Acts 10, where, and he starts his, his sermon in Acts 10 by saying God shows no partiality yeah. between Jews or Gentiles. Yeah. He saves everyone on the same basis, yeah. which is by grace yeah. through faith. Yeah. And, and God has made himself clear by giving them the Holy Spirit. Mm. Just as he gave them the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, so Peter really—that just Peter's speech—that's the winning argument it right is, there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because yeah. It, that was a work of God, and
0: therefore that settled the argument. And then I think He's James was such will, an honest bloke, Peter. Mm. You know, he um, when when the Lord said about committing adultery in your hearts, he said, "Well, who, who then can be saved?" In other words, he got it. Mm you know, in his own sort of rough, rough, rough fisherman's logic, you know, that, you know, it's, it's too great a burden. We you know, even yeah. our fathers, we can't- We can't keep, keep it. it. Yeah. And Jesus proved it, you know, with some of the things, you know, be ye perfect as I'm perfect, you know. Exactly. Love your enemies, you know, yeah. this, is, this is the law. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you're saying we couldn't keep it, and yeah. yeah. you know, why are we putting it on the that takes honesty yeah. to, to then say, it. and that's what the Lord wants from all of us. Is um, yeah. honesty. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Desires truth in the inmost parts. Sorry, carry on. No. So that
1: that's the that was a winning argument. I think yeah. I think Peter did have the status really at that time that even though people were getting confused doctrinally by by this very strong law of Moses party. People, I think, really did listen to, to Peter here, and then it then as a second kind of winning argument. Or then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas. This is verse twelve, and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. So again, it's talking about God's witness. God, mm. it was God in Acts ten. It, it's God doing miracles through Paul and Barnabas. Yeah all saying, you know, God, God you know, that's a kind of argument from experience, but yeah. it was God experience. Yeah. And then of course, James gave the final, as the kind of, it seemed like he was the head, the pastor, if you like, yeah. of the church in Jerusalem. He, he grounded it in scripture, in Old Testament scripture. Mm. Mm. Um, do you want to look at James's? Yes, please, absolutely. As well? yeah, I've got something else I'd like to talk about after you've done James. Um, James answered and said, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared, and and I I think it is talking about what Peter's speech Mm. here to be um, declared how God at the first, you know, early in the church age, visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name, and with this the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, and now he's quoting from Amos, Mm. and this is an Old Testament prophet, so he's saying this is not out of harmony with the Old Testament revelation, this does not contradict the Old Testament. And this is actually a prophecy of the messianic kingdom that they believe that when the Messiah would return, he would set up his
2: kingdom on earth. In fact, Derek, he's not saying um, this is, I forget what you said, that this is, this is an Old Testament prophecy. Well, he's, re- because it, it didn't exist in those forms at this What he's yeah. saying is, this is in accordance with our scriptures. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, in other words, if what Paul is preaching is, you know, against the scripture, uh, even though it, there's these amazing supernatural experiences, we we have to, we have to check it, it has to line up with the scripture, yeah. and and this Amos nine prophecy is inter- It's quite tricky, and I, for a long time I didn't really understand that the why would he choose this prophecy? Yeah. You know, yeah. but it says um, after this I will return, and that's the the second. I believe this is the second coming of Christ, and I will rebuild the the tabernacle or the house of David. So in the in the coming kingdom. The, the, the Jesus, the son of David, the Messiah, will set up his throne on the earth and the, and the house of David will be restored. Uh, according to the prophecies, the Davidic covenant will yeah. be fulfilled, yeah. which has fallen down, of course, and I will rebuild its ruins, I will set it up so that the rest of mankind, here are the Gentiles, all right, may seek the Lord. Mm. So it's not just for the Jews, the, the future kingdom of God on earth is going to be for all mankind believing yeah. seeking the lord even all the gentiles who are called by my name now here yeah. you have gentiles in the future kingdom wonderful in covenant with god yeah right yeah. but they're still gentiles they're that's not right. jews that's right they're gentiles yeah, exactly. and they but they're called by his name Says the Lord, who does all these things. So, in other words, it was part of God's plan to save the Gentiles, you know, by by grace, mm. um, and not insist that they the become Jews. Yeah. So he's saying, okay, and therefore, don't put obstacles in the way. No. In James other words, although the Church Age, in a sense, was a surprise to them, so mm. that they just thought the Messiah would set up his kingdom. My understanding is that because Israel rejected the Messiah nationally, um, God didn't bring in the kingdom at that time, yeah. but instead he brought in what was called the mystery, the church age. Yeah. And, uh, but, but the bottom line is, God's already revealed his will to save the Gentiles by faith, mm. apart from becoming yeah. Jews. He, he may have done it in a slightly different way than they were expecting. Yeah, but there, uh, and I believe these prophecies heart. will still be fulfilled it's when God's Jesus heart. reigns for yeah. a thousand years. But the point is, it's consistent. It's consistent with the way God has works and has prophesied things. So it's not a contradiction exactly. with, with the scripture. Exactly. And for God so
0: loved the world, the whole world, yes. not for God so loved the Jews, which he did, the apple of his eye, mm. God so loved the world. He gave
1: but own, the Gentiles it. would be saved without becoming Jews. That's right. And that and that that's comes out say. quite
0: clear, doesn't it, from that? And he
1: says, known um, to God from eternity are all his works. So in other words, mm. God knew this ahead of time what he was going to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, and again, that talks of grace. So all of this, you know, yes. the fact that it's in the prophecies, you know, how can we claim credit for something that God's preordained. Mm. That's right, and it's, it
2: also brings a, a, a slightly different interpretation or slightly of an angle on the Lord saying to Abraham that he'll be the father of nations. Mm. Yes. And it's very easy to think that from Abraham's loins came millions of people who mm. formed nations, but actually mm. it's much more than that, isn't yes. it? because it is those who are the sons of Abraham, genuine sons of Abraham, um, will be in the nations, and Abraham is their father, exactly. which is which yeah. is just the same thing. Yeah, to whom Gentiles. righteousness yes, is he'll credited. Have physical by faith. sons
0: and ill have spiritual sons. Yes, yes, yeah. his
2: spiritual sons?
0: Um, I keep sort of hinting at, at and I'm sort of racking my brains when were, were these these controversies going through history? But the, uh, there was a big one with Pelagius and Augustine. Mm. And it was, you know, That's it was on running. the issue of grace. <laughs> still running. Yes. It, 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 yeah, it's exactly. And then there was this sort of semi-Pelagianism, which was um, that, yeah, OK, it, it, is, um, it is grace, but it starts with free will, you know. And in other words, it's our actions. And then, you know, grace was added to that. So it, it comes back to, you know, not conceding one little yes. iota, mm. as it were not jot and tittle of the law, but you know what I mean, yeah. one iota of the doctrine.
1: Pelagius, I, I'm not an yeah. expert on this, no. but he didn't, Augustine, you know, affirmed the doctrine of original sin, yeah. which, which requires grace then. Yes, yes exactly. That's right. Exactly. Whereas he he denied that, I think, Pelagius, that's right. that's and, right. uh,
0: which means that essentially, we can save ourselves by yeah, our obedience. So as soon as you flip it the other so way, oh, aren't <laughs> they wonderful, these innocents, Little babies, you that's know, right. and um, you—you yeah. just—you can throw the whole thing in reverse. Um. This is right. Yeah. This whole idea yeah. of original sin is poo-pooed everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I won't throw another one in. Arminian <laughs> 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 and Calvin. Okay. Uh, so we are. Um, so that's
1: really deal. Do- that's really X15. So. I, I think the verdict came in yeah. at that time. A letter was sent out. Yeah. And basically, the, the decision, and now we can go back to Galatians 2 because the decision was sent out to the churches saying, basically, we affirm, you know, okay. the, the gospel of grace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now it's clear that, yeah. in fact, these legalists did, didn't, do not represent the church yeah. um, leadership. And as we read in Galatians 2, we'll see some
0: extra information of how they endorsed Paul and, and his gospel. Um, just um, uh, from Romans one, when Paul says first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles, what what is? I, I know I've asked this before, but what what is um, is Paul saying chronologically, or or in terms of God? First, choosing the Jews, or I, I think it's just it,
2: it's just a demonstration of the chronology, and that's yeah. that's the way it was. That's right. that's uh, I don't right. think it's anything exactly. more profound than that. Yeah. It is affirming, I
1: suppose, that I mean he did tend to go to the synagogues yeah. first, didn't he before? Yeah. Yeah. And and it is affirming that the Jews are still God's chosen people. Yeah. Yeah. It, in other words, what Christ has done on the cross hasn't mm. wiped that that fact mm. out, yeah. mm. and therefore there's a certain honouring mm. of of the Jewish people and of Israel that, that we yeah. should we should have yeah. Romans nine to eleven makes it clear that they are still the elect nation that's right, just because you're in the elect nation doesn't mean you're individually elect no. of God, of course, but nevertheless, they still are the elect nation, and we, we should honor doubt. that means we should honor them for that yeah. reason, yeah
0: yeah uh, interesting in verse nine of acts fifteen he makes no distinction between us and them. Um, uh, as far as salvation is concerned. Exactly, so uh, you also have in Romans 2, I think, is God does not show favouritism. All those who sin apart from the law will, be, will perish apart from the law. Yeah. All those who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law um, who are made righteous in God's eyes, but those who obey the Lord, who will be declared righteous. So he brings in this um, God's making the declaration, the pronouncements, you know, go and sin no more. And, and, and that's the, yeah, there is no distinction. That's Ephesians, we might study that another yeah. day, but you know, there is no distinction. There's no wall of division. The, the salvation is for all, for Jew and Gentile. Yeah. Yeah. It's made the, both one in Christ.
2: If we could just come back for a moment to these false brethren, I just thinking yep. about it, and it really interests me. Um, I think there's no doubt that the scripture says they were false brethren, so that we, we, that's not that's not in question. But where did they come from? Mm-hmm. And when you think back to what was going on in Jerusalem, when Paul was still in the early days, you know, and their antipathy and and rage against this this new religion, this mm-hmm. way, this mm-hmm. so-called Jesus. Um, the Israelis have always been, the Israelites and then the Israelis were all even pretty good on the intelligence front and yeah. infiltration and all that. They do it well yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they're still doing it well yeah. Yeah. Um, you can just see how they would have, they, so there would have been two groups of people. There would have been those who were recruited by the religious authorities to infiltrate right. right. brethren, and then there would have been those who always join a new movement. <laughs> They, these people still exist. Oh, it's a, it would move over to this church. Something new is happening. So these people knew, go and see what's going on. And some of them would have been saved, and some of them would have been recruited by early day Mossad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and because then, it was it existential for them? Yes, they they, and had, they, they, had, they, had they to... would have been trained in what to do. They wouldn't have been just sent out. They, 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 we see how. The, these yeah. r- religious zealots were. They wouldn't have just sent them out in the hope that they would do. No, they were trained. Yeah. This is, this is
0: this is a game plan. That's right. There's no doubt about it. I, I think it. so. The the devil, you know, tried to destroy the Lord Jesus at birth. Yeah. He tried to get him at the temptation in the wilderness, yeah. at Gethsemane at the cross, yeah. you know, as it were. Then, you know, as it were, all the heads of, of the, the revival of the, the church growing, yeah. um, trying to knock down the heads, you can imagine, yes, so he, it, the devil did have a campaign to try and strangle, you know, the, the, the Christian church yes. at birth Yes. on more than one occasion. Yeah. All the more remarkable yes. uh, how, how the church grew and spread. Yeah. Completely against the culture and all the powers that be. It wasn't. It wasn't just the Roman Empire, as it were. No. You know, seeing it as a threat. It was really abs- It was a threat to the power. I. I don't think it was. Um. It. it, it uh, let's not say that it, it was. It wasn't a a great threat to uh, the Jewish people because God still had a plan. That's right. For them. But. But those who who enjoyed the power and the trappings of power. It was a great threat. A huge threat. Mm. As the Lord Jesus was, you know, when he overturned the money changes, when he he called them a brood of vipers, you know, they, they could see that threat to their power. Now, it's interesting, you make a very good point because we can extrapolate that. It's those
2: in power who see themselves threatened and who want to garner to themselves more power, mm. more wealth, mm. more influence. And, and, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, Christianity spread and then it... Became started to formalize itself and, 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 and then, you know, eventually we have the Vatican and Popes and yeah. and everything else. And and they spread Christianity, so called Christianity with a small c in exactly the same way that the Muslims do it. They did it by the sword, they did it by violence. That's right. You know, look what they did in South America. Yeah. And burn and the heretics. Yes, and it's all about power and, a, uh, and garnering to themselves, you know, mm. wealth and position mm. and power in the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's false. And, and it, it, is, it is sort of aped by other denominations. They, they, there is this, it's easy for, I know you, you have a kind of independent fellowship, but mm. you, you, can, you can see how these denominations form, you know, with a, you know, a, a power structure as it were yeah which yes. which, uh, which which isn't
1: particularly biblical no it isn't and um becomes a and eventually what happens is the wrong people get in yeah you know eventually and the leaven that leavens the lump yeah and then even protestant denominations tend to go
0: liberal eventually well um, they do and, and do. so yeah the that ta- isn't what you see in isn't the this uh, you've mentioned liberal now isn't that's the the yeah. ongoing fight, Yes. because the liberals would be talking about good works. Yes, very much so. The tactic
2: is always to put Jesus back on the cross, because yeah. if they can get Jesus back on the cross, then the cross has failed. And, and, and they do that by saying it isn't enough, it wasn't complete. And, and they get away from the fact that we're now temples of the Holy Spirit. The altar of God is our heart. But we will, we will ignore or, that. Oh, Bishop well, of Durham! It didn't even it's happen. It's even worse than that. I it, mean, it didn't
0: oh, even happen. Yeah, it's bones. <laughs> yeah,
1: is, is worse. You know, it's yeah. what I think is the Laodicean, yeah, age. You know, it's yeah. a denial of the the fact that Jesus actually died for our sins. Yes, that he actually was born a virgin and he actually rose from dead. Even you know, these people, you know, as a whole. Um, you know, probably believed, you know, that Jesus rose from the dead and all that, but the liberals would even deny that. So there's not even a semblance of Christianity, really, apart from the fact it's got
0: mythological truth in it. That's it. Jesus the myth, as it were. There was a Channel 4 series, you know, in the early days, uh, which, you know, had all these sort of Professorial types, you know, pronouncing, you know, on the evidence that Jesus never really existed, and it, uh, and that's what they're chipping away at every possible yes. angle to yes. try. But we're here at the kernel of the whole yeah. argument. But if they if they can say he didn't exist, or the miracles didn't exist, or you know, or churchmen a third of the bishops in the days of of David Jenkins, Bishop of Durham, didn't believe, or was it two thirds didn't believe in the virgin birth? Yeah. You know, if you can knock out these key elements, the whole lot falls apart. Um, And why would you need, why why would you need miracles, why why, you know, and the supernatural, if we are, as it were, saving ourselves anyway through human Mm endeavour? So that's why they can chip away and create, you know, and say that it's a, a fable. So it is important to the hold to the truth once it is
2: very important and it also means that we have to treat theologians and scholars and scholarship with caution i'm not yeah. saying all, all scholars and uh, and all scholarship is bad it most
0: certainly isn't but treat it with caution i think if it's honestly in looking at the texts, yes. the hebrew the greek text which i know you do it, it's there's an authenticity there yeah. But 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 often it is is your attitude approaching God's word as well. Yeah. If your attitude is is, is a sort of rebellious towards God, you're yes. going to come to a different conclusion. Yes. On the same verses. Yes. If you're out to prove it wrong, which um, many of them are. Right. I don't you think have to, be,
1: to submit to God's word. Yeah. I would say that you have to take it literally. Yes. And, I believe and that. You, as soon goes. as you start saying, oh well, although. It, j- God made this promise to Israel, he didn't really mean Israel, he meant the future Christians. Yep. As soon as you take that attitude, yep. you, you're, you're making the word of God mean what you want it to mean. Yep. Yes. You don't have a submitted heart. Yep. But it's only when you, can't, if you don't have a submitted heart, the word of God will be closed to you. Yep. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom mm. and understanding. Mm. So until you come to with a submitted heart to scripture and just accept what it's telling you, it will be a closed book to you. And you, or you'll just make it mean what you think yeah, is, it. is sensible, yeah. but it, it's just your own imagination. Eisegesis yeah. as opposed to exegesis. Yeah. It's so. quite
2: interesting doing a, a, a scriptural survey of, of hard heart and, and you find that the scriptural definition of a hard heart is unbelief. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. not what we think it is, yeah. you know, somebody who's cruel everywhere. If you, view, you view harboring unbelief, the
0: Lord calls you hard-hearted. It's just the root of all the other cruelties, yes. yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. very good. So we can't read these 10 verses of Galatians so 2 of, again, no, so no, let's make sure we've finished it in our... <laughs> so we could. Um, so. yeah, we
2: could,
1: so we have in the past. Yes. We talked about three to five yes. last time. We yep. could just quickly That's read right. it and... Yep. And then move on to what's next. Yeah. Um, yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. So there was yeah. this real battle. Yeah. And and Titus is the test case. Yeah. And if Titus is in if they if James says you Titus must be circumcised, That's right. then we it got problems. Because yeah. yeah. now he's the test case, that means all Gentiles must yeah. be circumcised. In other words, Christianity yeah. just becomes part of Judaism. Yeah. Um but
0: it's not absolutely critical, but he puts in Titus, which helps.
1: Yeah, in this case. So yeah. it's a physical proof in a sense that he was not compelled yeah. to be circumcised, therefore you other you Gentiles do not have to be so. You yeah. Galatians, yeah. you don't need to get circumcised. Yeah. That was the, the decision helpful. of Very the helpful. Jerusalem church. Um, and this occurred because of, this was the problem, he says, the dispute occurred because of these false brethren yeah. secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. So these mm. are considered by Paul not to be in the church. They shouldn't have been there. Yeah but they've infiltrated the yeah. church. To whom we did not yield submission, even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. That's right. So that's where we got to, really.
0: Well, we've got five minutes left, so oh. are we gonna get the, these five <laughs> verses. What do you mean that's where we got to? we covered everything. Well. <laughs> keep going. Let's keep so going, let's going let's and go see where verse we, six, go. See anyway. we go,
1: anyway. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows, p- personal favoritism to yeah. no man, for, right. for those who seem to be something, mm. added nothing to me. Now yeah. the main point here is that the apostles added nothing yeah. to Paul's message. In other words, they said, they didn't say, well Paul, what the gospel you preach is good, but you're missing this bit out, you know, you need to throw in a bit yeah. of good works. Yeah. Just to make it a complete yep. he said they didn't. In okay. other words, they accepted Paul, preached the full gospel. That's it. But it, it, this verse is a bit difficult, because yeah. the way he seems to talk about these apost- the, the yep. apostles,' Still putting them down. It seems almost yeah, so that way. But down. at the same time, he's, the rest of the epistle, he's, he's acknowledging them as true yeah, apostles. That's right. And that they agree with him. How like, can we explain honest. that?
0: I, I, you know, he's not playing, he's not trying to seduce people with words. He's saying it as it is, These as wo- he does later with Peter. These words aren't specifically put downs.
1: No, I mean, but they're not it, sugar-coated. When it says, but from those of who seem to be something, <clears throat> It could have been translated of reputation to be something. That's right. That's right. I, this is just what I think is that the, he is avoiding the kind of hero worship that just because it's Peter yeah. and James, John, that therefore they, they have to be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because actually they were a yeah. bit weak. They needed yeah. Paul to yeah. stiffen yeah. them up a yeah. bit because they, they were wobbly. And later at the end of Galatians 2, we see Peter as wobbly that's right. again. That's right. And he's saying, don't hero worship these guys. They're, they're apostles, but they're just men. That's right. And and if Peter actually gets it wrong, we have to compare it against such the Such a blessing. Gospel. Yeah.
0: Isn't, it a, isn't Paul a blessing yes. to those such brethren? such a blessing. And, and, and that's why
1: he's saying that he isn't knocking them really. Yeah. He's being very, Careful, he's yeah. he's saying they appear to be, and mm-hmm. that isn't saying that they're not. That's right. He says, but that you know they have that position, yeah. but just because they have that position doesn't mean it's they're not infallible. Sort of the Pope and ex
2: cathedra. Exactly. No, it's yeah. not. And and uh, Paul says, I you know he didn't he he didn't budge even for a second. But you know when you ha- when you've had a revelation of God or from God, nothing can take it from you. Right. nothing yeah. and, and nothing was going to take That's this right. gospel from Paul he knew that he knew that he knew it and he knew where he got it from and he wasn't going to compromise and he wasn't asked to if he had been asked to <laughs> I think there would have been a hell of a fight <laughs> but, yeah. but he wasn't and of course those people he were talking to who had also had the same revelation although by a different route yeah.
1: um, but you can you can have a preacher and we talked about Martin Luther or Anyone else. Somebody in a position, they seem to be something, that's not a yeah. negative thing. They have a reputation, right. this is a real man of God, but he's still a man. And he makes right? mistakes. And he yeah. can say wrong things, like yeah. we've said, Luther about the Jews or, yeah. or yeah. others. That's right. It doesn't mean he's not a man of God, that's right. but doesn't mean we hero worship that's them to right. the extent that so if cool. your pastor says something clearly wrong, yeah that contradicts the
0: Bible. That's the oh, point. well, he's my pastor, you know, I can't And also, by it. the way, you've mentioned revelation. So people say, oh, I've had a revelation. Um, it still needs to be tested. Well, it does. Um, and argued. Paul isn't saying, I've had a revelation, so I do not need to write the letter to the Galatians. No, because we've had revelations, you know, done which and have and resulted it. in other, what might be
2: called Christian sects for me. I know. It? Which, uh, which is really sad. Exactly, yeah. And, and he's kind of saying,
1: you know, the, the apostles agreed with my gospel, but that's not the reason my gospel is right, yeah. because these personalities yeah. support me. Yeah. My support comes from a higher source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so in other words, I accept their confirmation, but let's not hero worship them that they, are, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they can be wrong. That's right. So he's trying to put things in the right context. Yeah. And he's, perhaps he is hinting that they were a bit wobbly. Yeah, that's you know, right. they had compromised to these legalists yeah, yeah. to keep the peace, you yes, know, I'm sure that's and, right. and, and, and there's a hint there, don't treat them as if they
0: are yeah. total infallible people. That's right, so there we are. We're sort of out of time again, but I do remember two or three times in my life I've met these sort of guru types who, who have a little book of notes which are equal to the Bible because it's God's revelation to them and how dare you question this and I've, I've seen that trick played a few times in ministries as well mm. we just must guard against it but welcome the revelation you know when it comes so, and and you know new revelations can come from the scriptures even in our age oh, oh, that are absolutely in tune with God's word so we're down to our fast, last few seconds we will see you next week we're, we'll be back in Galatians chapter 2 thanks for joining us